0: We're back to Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture and side pieces. (laughs) Not that type. We're talking emerging media, (laughs) e-games, cannabis, blockchain and so much more without the bullshit. And most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Arthur go. Brown, here
1: and Anthony go. somewhere in the confusing we middle. Go. There's a lot of that out here. <laughs> We're three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music.
2: I was trying to think of the Run DMC Christmas song, and they're be... No, I did. I no, just, so didn't, I just didn't hit it. <laughs> so I got so the next episode. Next episode. Yeah. like that.
0: That's a hot trick <laughs> So what's up, fellas? How's it going? Doing well, man. Doing well. All right. All right. December. So this week is uh, you know, kicking off kicking off the month of December. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be well into it. Everyone has probably been gone has gone through uh, you know, they went through Thanksgiving. Then Black Friday. Then Small Business Saturday. I forgot what Sunday was. I, no I don't day. know. Holy day, baby. Okay. <laughs> Holy day. <laughs> I'm talking about the commercialized version. Um, <laughs> then, you know, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, um, which, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing to think about that. A couple, many years ago, it was just only Black Friday. People getting trampled at Walmart or Target or whatever. And then Not now. This year. Not happen, definitely not having this year. I saw a um, a photo of Macy's you know, kind of like year over year, and it was probably like two people <laughs> in Macy's this year oh, versus, really? versus the previous year. So, you know, it, it just got me to thinking about everything's going online, as we already knew. E-commerce is is, is taking over the world um, and all these digital, digital moments where everyone can donate money, buy, purchase. Amazon is taking over. Um, it's just been changing the game. So, You know, today we want to dive into, you know, the e-commerce play, what's going on in the world, Um, you know, also highlighted and kind of tribute to Tony uh, Shea, who's um, the original founder of Zappos, um, founded it many, many years ago, um, recently uh, passed away. He was an entrepreneur, venture capitalist and so much more. But, um, you know, it's kind of inspired our e-commerce episode today and, Wanted to dive into that, you know, he was a minority and uh, really changed the game for all of e-commerce. So I wanted to spend some time on just that space. He reinvented and um, had people thinking about it a different way. Let me let me
1: get into some numbers, and I'll give it over to Anthony. He'll talk about the feels. All right, <laughs> 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 he's going to use wow. Uh, wow. no in a nice way. In- wow. No, just- wow, no in a good way, right? Like he's he was just an amazing person. The more you hear about him, yep. it's just amazing to know what he. Done and how he touched people's lives. Kind of like the Kobe thing. It's, that's kind of what I'm drawing. I'm seeing a lot of comparisons there. Okay. So we can go through Tony Shea. Amazon acquired Zappos for 1.2 billion in an all stock and cash deal in July 2009. Good Lord. Ch- that's a lot of money. He yeah, has a lot of money. That was, that was his second. Acquisition, by the way. That's how dope he is. So changed from shoeshite, shoe site sh- shoe shoe to zappos from the Spanish word for shoes, zapatos. Uh, he just stepped down as CEO in August after his 20 year run at the helm. Unfortunately, what Clyde said, he just passed away due to complications from a inhalation from a fire, smoke inhalation. Uh, but he was at the for 20 years, man. And then before that, Link Exchange, he had a company by the time he was 25, he built it and had sold it. It was acquired by Microsoft. For 265 million at 25, baby. That's amazing, right? Um, the reason he's revered in the community. So Shane, he instituted one of many things we'll talk about is something called the offer, right? The method to maintain a happy and productive workforce. Basically, pay people not to work with you if they don't want to be there. So he would have people go through a month long training. And initially, it started off as five hundred. Eventually, worked its way up to two thousand. If they wanted to leave after that month, and they didn't think it was a right fit for them, he would pay them two thousand dollars plus their full salary to leave. And there's a that's a, gives you a sense of control of your future, yeah, and some dignity that you have choices and an employer that recognizes you as a human being and what you're worth is. So that's it's great. And the hallac and the last one I'll do is, I think it's hallucrazy. H-A-L-O, Chrissy. Uh, form of no titles and muted hierarchy.
2: Oh man, that's that was you were taking my point. Damn it! No, you take
1: it. You take it. It's just so every voice counts. But no, you take it because you got no, more no.
2: on it than I do. No, I I probably don't. But no, one of the things that kind of was that flat structure, right? The whole flat structure, organizational structure, instead of the hierarchy, uh, was a game changer. Still is a game changer, right? Uh, because. Uh, I, I remember hearing about it years ago, and I was like, ah, "That's not going to work," because <laughs> 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 excuse me, because there's there's something innate in our in in human human nature to have some kind of some hierarchical structure, right? And the way he implemented wasn't always just the way we looked at it. It kind of evened everything out to allow everybody to have a voice. And this is what you're hearing nowadays, right? Giving people an opportunity to speak up without. Feeling like they don't have the title too, so I think that's the best way to kind of really um, express it and how it's being leaned into a lot of companies nowadays, and and how it's constantly being worked on to open up those channels. So that's what I wanted. That's one of the highlights I I, I had from it from 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 his company with uh, and how corporate America adapted to, um, and and is taking those ideas.
0: Clyde, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> no that's great that's great no i mean yeah that, that is great and that's and that's one of the, one of the reasons why it's so revered um that two thousand dollar or paying people to leave thing was just so game-changing to me i mean he had so many ideals and ways to change the game around how people were uh shopping online and making sure that he was focused on the customer uh if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think he was the first person to talk about um uh, exchanges that you can you know try shoes on and we we'll return them or whatever the case may be, and he was early to the game in that space. So, um, you know, that's why he always focused on being happy customers and um, make sure his employees were happy and, and produce great results. I mean, you got your, per- your company purchased by a larger uh, organization, so you know that's one thing I wanted to you know highlight specifically for him because as a marketer, you think about how can you create communities and advocacy. Uh, community is probably the most invaluable thing that you can have as a as an organization. Because like organizations like Starbucks, uh, Nike, uh, Amazon, people who have caught followings that no matter what you do, people are still going to buy from you. They're ingrained. They're advocating and buying shirts with your products on it, even if it's not necessarily something they're purchasing uh, It's fashion. So just building communities is is great. And I think that's one of the lasting impacts that he had on me and uh, just learning from him, the style of of business. So um, that was that was the main thing for me.
2: Well, so it's funny as you brought it up, um, when you talked about the, the strategy around you can order, because I had a coworker who did this, she ordered like a hundred shoes. <laughs> Free <returns>. And, and <laughs> as you ordered it to the office and I was like, what in the heck is going on here? And she's just like, yeah, you know, I'll order the shoes and I'm gonna try which ones I like and then send the rest back. And I thought, you know, at that time I was like, what? kind of nonsense. Who who wants to do any of this? And yeah. lo and behold, it was almost like having one of those um I don't know if this was like the advent of the, you know, those the boxes where you could pre-order your clothes and they'll or they'll they'll send you uh, samples of your clothes and I mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. and you can send it back. I wonder if that was like the start of kind of kind of the start of those kind of that movement. But I thought it was a great idea. I just knew I was never doing that. One I could barely shop online as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great idea, knowing for people who who don't have the time to order one pair, this week another pair the next week, you just order everything at once and return what you don't want to use.
0: Yeah. And, and, oh, go ahead, Cliff. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, only thing I was going to say is, um, you know, as we as we think about Tony Shea and everything he's done, you know, if you want to find out more information, I definitely recommend his book, "Delivering Happiness: A Path mm-hmm. to Profits, Passion, and Purpose." It really dives into this thinking and theory around consumers, uh, people, and the passions around it. So, um, you know, this has been an inspiration for us, one reason why we want to talk about e-commerce. And, you know, to kick off this episode, I want to just dive into something that just blew my mind, Um, thinking about Cyber Monday. I know I listed out all the days that post-Thanksgiving, but I want to read out some numbers. Um, It's really astonishing. Astonishing for me is Cyber Monday, a timeline. 2014, there was roughly around... 2.6 2.6 billion in revenue in 2014, 2.9 in, f- in 2015, 3.4 in 2016, almost doubled from 2016 and 17 to 6.6 billion. Uh, 2018, 7.9, 2019, 9.4 billion. And this year is estimated to do about 12.7 billion. Nice. Just Cyber Monday revenue uh, on the e commerce side. So this is just this is amazing to say that. Within a six to seven year window, you've gone from $2.6 billion to $12.7 billion in revenue from online shopping on a specific day, um, which is one of the largest shopping days in the U.S., specifically for e-commerce only. Um, so it's just changing the game and reason why we want to dive deep into it. And they're going to think they think it's going to be the biggest ever, like it is going to be
1: the biggest. Second biggest will then be Black Friday with a month of it. Uh, or 2019 Cyber Monday is the biggest of all time right now, right? Uh, I think it'll get replaced by these two. Uh, Black Friday's 22% growth, $9 billion in sales. So we're trying to see if they compensated for that. Obviously a dip in in-store retail versus online. Let's let's flip it up real quick. Give us give you a quick history point on Black Friday, where it was coined and how it started. 1950s. Due to suburbanites in Pennsylvania flocking to Philadelphia in the days after t- Thanksgiving for shopping, and this is right up AG's alley, <laughs> many were there to watch the Army and Navy football game because you're more of a college football guy than I am, uh, yeah, I am. Uh, which is kind of dope. And then, and then chaos would ensue after that with, you know, uncontrollable crowds, sometimes a little bit of shoplifting and all that stuff. So in the <laughs> late 1980s is when the new narrative kind of more of a positive spin started. Uh, to reflect the, you know, stories entering, you know, the balance sheet and the profits is when the company, you know, they said a lot of companies were finally in the black, which is a positive sign on the balance sheet beginning that Friday after Thanksgiving all the way through the holiday season. So everything up until then was this cost, cost, cost uh, repercussions, um, uh, re- you know, containing costs. And then you made your real money in the last month of the year, which is cool a holiday season, right? So um, holiday seasons account for 20% of retailers year yearly revenues. And, you know, one last thing, Cyber Monday began 2005, so 15 years in. And here, look, we are. And it was just kind of a made up thing by the Retail Trade Association.
0: So it's kind of dope. They create things and we we fall in suit. We fall in line. <laughs> and then one thing I thought you were going to mention, you probably didn't want to mention because you're such a nice guy. But uh, in 1998, about the too. reason the reason why we have uh, online shopping is because of the porn industry. Uh, right. You know, right. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, what's, <laughs> what's the porn industry? What's the porn industry? So there's the Anthony, bird. I there's see. the birds and the bees. And Anthony's like, together. "Well, <laughs> <laughs> I knew, see, I knew I was looking Luke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For what? Uh, now you know it's funny. I'm a Anthony, like, remember you sent some crypto podcast? You know, because they're copying us now because we're the number one podcast in the world. So you, you, I was listening to a little bit, and they said the porn industry. A lot of things originated from there. Clyde, take your yep. point. But that uh, crypto and all that stuff, online oh, payments,
0: like what, what the hell? Online payments. As yeah, well, online payments. Stuff. Yep, They're exactly. Like, and from the
2: porn industry. They're probably the most, yeah. one of the most creative industries out there. Really. Let's, <laughs> stop, stop, let's stop
0: right there. Let's keep going. Climb, yeah, bro. let's get it. Keep go it go. moving, man. Keep go. it moving. Stay no, away. so <laughs> essentially, um, in 1998, <laughs> when uh, the famous <laughs> Pam and Tommy Lee sex tape came out, they were trying to figure out a way to charge people and uh have a fee based system and essentially oh. let it so that online credit cards could be online and uh take payments. This wow. is one of the reasons this is one of the reasons why we uh you know they created technology, help us get in advance, work with the credit card companies to get payments <laughs> and now today we have online e commerce because the porn industry mm. figured it out. But technically that was a home video with peer to peer sharing. I'm just playing, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just playing. <laughs>
2: Anyway, we're, we're, Kim we're Kim not gonna. Came Ray J and Kim K Tate, <laughs> McCulley, you know, oh, that's, that's, a,
0: that's a whole nother ball game. Never
1: went. Okay, I've one line. Changed. Okay, we got it. You took us there. I'm gonna do one line. Remember yeah. Kanye said, "Man, okay." So when Kanye got married to Kim, Ray J said, "I hit it first. <laughs> Kanye comes out, <laughs> he goes, "That's a little last hit you had."
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to edit this out, man. We got family listening, right? I <laughs> oh, thought good, man. They get it. They get it. Nope, I was playing um okay yeah let's clean us up clive
0: Go yeah on, us absolutely so you know that's that's what we have to thank for a part of the e-commerce industry and <laughs> the the great rocket ship that we're on today so thinking about it fast forwarding to 2020 right there's a lot going on the world is shut down retailers have to close their doors and e-commerce is just taking off uh people are buying amazon is getting um you know they're on fire, stock market. I know Thuy, you can probably jump into that and say, you know, how much you've earned in the last three or four months and <laughs> talk about the Amazon prices. Uh, but all the other uh, retailers are, are, are growing like crazy as well. They talk about Target, Walmart. Everything has been accelerated on the e-commerce side of the business. This is something that's been in the works for a lot of companies. You think uh, back to, ooh, this is, a, I don't remember the exact time frame, but when Walmart purchased, you um, Jet.com jet, jet. yeah they, they purchased jet i think it was for three three something billion dollars yep. they was specifically just so they can get into the retail the e-commerce game online deliveries online commerce so they can compete with amazon um and you know they were investing into this early three years ago and now all those bets are paying off today on the e-commerce side of the business not only for walmart but other organizations like target who's seeing dramatic growth um uh, quarter over quarter, year over year, uh, especially in twenty twenty. And for those organizations who haven't taken the investments uh, serious, when we were hit with the lockdowns, they were scrambling. They yep. didn't have they didn't have a they didn't have a they didn't know what to do. And a lot of small businesses were really impacted. But I will say there were two companies that really had a major impact. Uh, for both small businesses and large organizations. I'm take uh, it gonna take it all today. All right, damn, all right, God, God. we we'll we'll dive, dive in. am no, go gonna say, go what
2: I'm gonna go say. Ahead. You're gonna talk about Shopify.
0: Yes, Shopify, yeah, same here, man, same here. Yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, no, I was no, gonna say I was gonna say I was gonna lean into and say Shopify and Big Commerce. Yeah. No, so, I was gonna leave it for you guys. Go ahead. What you got? So,
2: I, so the thing is, I think one of the biggest things that we all like you, like you were, like you just said, is that. We have to look at e-commerce from the guys who are killing it from the, the levels of like, Hey, we got the guys who control the entire supply chain minus the two, to your door delivery. Amazon's kind of there right now, right? Where they, you can shop on their site. They have their own fulfillment centers. They can get it out to you door to door, almost the whole top whole pro- process. Walmart's not there. Target's not there, but they have their big box stores. The small guys, the small guys have been are, have been blessed, honestly, by Shopify to create the the exchange process so they can actually sell goods online and work things out in a process. The beautiful side what Shopify is looking to jump into is the fulfillment side, mm. and that's what we, we we could tackle that a little later. But I think that's when we look at these look at e commerce, we got to remember that entire chain and where Amazon. Is now looking. They've they've been they've been looking at opportunities of uh, not only creating their own. They have their own vehicles, sort of, uh, so they can get that last what they call it, the last
0: last, last mile. mile
2: to control that. But Walmart and Target don't have that,
0: so oh, they're, they're
2: getting there closer. Cool, the but one of the beautiful yeah. sides is that where the opportunity is in in business, and it's almost to the point where if you have some capital and you're willing to take the take the chance on purchasing vehicles uh like those smaller uh, trucks that Amazon has you can do the contracts with Amazon
0: to control and help deliver those last mile goods and I raise I raise my hand there and yeah. full disclosure I have gone to some of those meetings it's yeah. not as great a deal as you think oh, no it's a shitty it's a shitty deal yeah it's a shitty deal it's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like getting a uh, chick-fil-a franchise uh, okay. They let you do it, but then they take all the profits. Just so like finish, finish, your,
2: finish your thought. Then yeah, I'm going go to say something to. else. what no, no, so, so there, there, there's that process, and I think you know we are going to get into it some more. But you know, I I look at Amazon, Walmart, Target, and am I missing another big box player? They're 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 to the side when it comes to e-commerce. I look at it like, what is Shopify and big commerce? Big, like, what are they doing for the me- small to medium guys that's allowing them to survive, yeah. stay
1: relevant, yeah. survive? Yep. Yep. So let's get into Shopify's numbers, man. Black Friday, 2.4 billion, 2.5 billion in sales, 75% yep. growth year over year. Um, internal investments, like AG just said, have been great. AG, Clyde just beating everyone to the punch. <laughs> All right. So some, some market folks say it's overvalued, but I'm going to agree with you both, right? These kind of numbers afford it to keep running, right? The average cart price was ninety dollars, up eleven percent year over year. More on mobile versus desktop, same as split as last year, so sixty-seven percent shopped on mobile, and roughly the same last year. And cart sizes were larger. The beauty of all of this thing, so i so Macy's, you, Macy's is a they're, they're a slowly dying group, right? So, but what they've done is they partnered with DoorDash, mm. and they're a fulfillment. They're like, hey, you want free shipping? I got a friend in New York. And I, another one in LA did this. Hey, I wanted to FedEx something overnight, something to somebody it was going to cost me $25, $40, whatever it was going to be a package of something. They're both in fashion. Okay. He said, you know what? To hell with that. You got an Uber. You got it across town in an hour and versus he had, they had a five o'clock meeting, one o'clock, sent it to him by three o'clock. He had it, boom, three, five o'clock, two hours later, he presented with it versus with FedEx, you don't have that option. So there's so many different ways of fulfillment. Those are inefficient models uh to do that but it's it's changing right let's let's calibrate some of this stuff so i like numbers i'm a nerdy guy like that wall street predicts amazon will claim 42 cents of every dollar spent this holiday season up from i think it was 36 cents last year so what is that 36 42 so it's like six you know so 16 17 closer to 17 percent up from last year that's amazon right? Shopify, we saw they're taking a big play. Etsy's killing it. Um, they can't play with these guys long-term. They're going to have to maybe jump on a Shopify type of platform to survive, I think, long-term. So everyone was laughing at me three years ago when I said, Walmart, not you guys, but Walmart, Target, get down. They're going to be down and dirty and sexy. They're going to be good stock plays, right? And, and I took L's for two and a half years straight, two years straight, because they just sat. And now they're popping because it's coming. To, and it, beyond the pandemic, I think they still would have killed it. Because uh, they were lining themselves up with kind of what AG said, they put the investments in the right place. Um, take it over,
0: and I'll, I'll jump back in in a little, little bit. So you brought up a good point around Etsy. So we think about Amazon, who's a distributor. You think about um, uh, Walmart, which is a retailer slash distributor. Yeah. But you bring in the conversation around Etsy, where they're actually um, a facilitator for pe- for individual small organizations. Selling their selling their commerce online, which is an interesting model because they can disrupt what Amazon is doing because they have one of a kind products, which Etsy uh, is only selling because these are individual creators creating products that they can sell. So it's on a smaller scale with millions of different um, uh, people who are selling products. But that's one of the ways that you can compete with like the Amazons of the world because. You know they compete on price. They're driving prices down. They have a wide variety of different large scale things, but Etsy is changing the game that way. Um, and then you know the Shopify sites just kind of goes along with that if you want to own the distribution. So it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about for uh, Etsy to be a part of the conversation. So when AJ, you were mentioning. You know, you got Walmart, Amazon. What are the other big market retailers? I would include Etsy in that. Well, so here's my problem with Etsy. The co-
2: the key here, yeah. the here the here the problem with Etsy and what Shopify or all the all the medium guys and Etsy, small and medium guys and Etsy as a corporation have a problem is their their margin, right? They're going to run the margin is the issue, right? Yeah. You can sell something at ten dollars, but if Etsy takes their if Etsy takes thirty percent of that. Not only counting your delivery cost, your margins shrink as it is like this is where this is where this is where the rubber meets the road for the small and medium guys in the online space. And this is where, you know, I didn't know when I was going to get to this point. This is where this is the issue. It's the it's the margin that you lose in online shopping for for a small and medium guy that you, you know, if your product already costs at $10, you already baked in the the cost is, you know, 20 percent. Then you lose another 30 percent here, another 10 percent there you're squeezing your margins. So I you know for some companies if they can if they had the volume perfect. I don't know, you know, unfortunately I don't know what Etsy what Etsy's charging on their platform to 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 speak, you know, educatedly about that part, but that's really what the issue is online uh, or online shopping e-commerce. It's the margin squeeze that these other platforms take because it's not just Shopify who says, "All right, I I'll take this because I'm your I'm your I'm your 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 I guess your pay platform to handle the the exchange process, but it's now then you add the fulfillment cost because now your product sits if you if your product could be sitting in the fulfillment center and you're losing capital daily to hold that space. Yeah, you start it it starts to shrink at your margins, and that's really if you if any if anybody's worked in a retail uh, store growing up or whether it's medium or small medium, you know one of the biggest issues is inventory. Where they store the inventory, mm-hmm. how fast they put it on the floor, how fast they get rid of it, and that's the same thing in e-commerce. Where's this inventory going to be? How fast can they get rid of it? How much is going to cost them? And I, you know, that's the issue with small and medium guys. That's what makes Amazon and Walmart these guys such major players and why people want their products on their shelves.
0: Well, I, well, I, I challenge you on that just from challenge. the Etsy, Etsy side <laughs> of the business because they don't own any inventory. They're like. Uber, they're like Airbnb there are no, the sellers do the sellers do the right? sellers and how do they, scale? How, they scale how do they how scale they, that the sellers, know, sellers. Sellers. Yeah. Exactly. I'm assuming there's
1: 20 30 percent of the top performers run the ship yep. and the rest of the folks are kind of hanging on it's right <laughs> yeah exactly right so so explain this to me so like I've bought things from Etsy uh, um, two three times and I've looked at some of my favorite teams and they're quiet Anthony so um, <laughs>
0: Come now, Lord. let me ask you this. So, I've been kind me of me you this.
1: the past couple episodes, I, know, I was like, man, I don't even know who Anthony is anymore. Somebody, somebody got <laughs> replaced. This guy's body. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they, how do they sell NFL merchandise? I, I can't imagine the mom and pops are paying licensing fees.
2: They are. Are they? Yeah, everybody. You can't have any 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 product. That. Well, they I, it, they do have set. The leagues have their different uh, rules around size of businesses. The, okay the products yeah. that are, are are being sold and at you know at, and what they have to pay on their annual fees on a yearly basis like you can do on college too you go through several organizations if you know you want university of alabama merchandise you got to get approved and it costs you a certain amount a year okay. but it's not as, as expensive as some people think
1: so what's the cat who has like okay you can open up like run in one shop but opens 30 llc is selling some similar shit, and i've seen that on Etsy. Okay, so that's probably what they're doing, so they can avoid these getting into that next tier up to pay the higher margin potentially. Potentially,
2: I, I, I yeah. well, if if, if you're selling, on. if you're selling, listen, I, I don't know the details, but if you're selling NFL gear, I'm, I'm assuming the NFL they, the way they yeah. protect their they find margins, out, they they're, they're getting their
0: cut. <laughs> all getting way. Their cut.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like Suge Knight. They're going to show up. They're like Chris <laughs> Jenner. Chris Jenner. Everybody gets a cut. I got to cut
0: everybody. <laughs> and and on that note, fellas, I'm going to take a quick pause so we can talk about our whiskey of the day. What do you think, uh, fellas, what do you think? Um, so you know, Booker's bourbon is what we're sipping on. Uh we started a little early. We didn't tell you about it when we got kicked off, but I just wanted to make sure you guys knew what we were uh sipping on today. As you can tell, the episode is getting a little lively. Uh <laughs> so we've already been on it. Um We don't
2: need whiskey or bourbon to make us <laughs> <live>. exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so so we'll dive, we'll dive back deep into that uh really soon, but I at least want to give everybody a heads up and you'll be able to find more information about it uh, very quickly in our, in our thoughts. So I bring it back to the e-commerce world and, I, and I'll kick it off this way just so we can dive into it. So um, I, as I listed off some numbers um, thinking about what you know, Cyber money was, but I want to talk about e-commerce overall and retail sales. I won't list off every year, but what I'll say is in 2012, Q2 did about $58 billion in revenue. In in uh, Q2 2020, uh, it was roughly around $210 billion Woo! in revenue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, geez, you know, think about that eight year, eight, what's that, eight, nine year span. Damn. Uh, You've gone from $58 billion in revenue to $210 billion in revenue on e commerce. So, everything we've been saying has is, is been showing how there's been crazy growth. Um one thing I will say is year over year, Q3 2019 to Q3 2020, there was a 37% g- growth. Uh, mm-hmm. And then driven by the pandemic, but, you know, it's been a trend every year prior to that has been roughly around a 12 to 15% um, growth year over year. So, you know, consistently double digit, uh, mid double digit growth. And we're going to continue to see that. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just open
1: it up with that. we kind of already jumped into a lot of this, right? The numbers. I'm going to say one thing, huh? What's that? No, I said, yeah. I'm I'm going to, I will say. (laughs) Right back at you, Clyde. (laughs) 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 No, but what you get. Okay. So I'm going to take us down a stupid path because that's what I do. All right. This is going to lead to another crisis, right? All right. Man. Another crisis. What? For a country that is steadily higher on the global wealth curve, wildly accepting of gluttonous behavior, (laughs) <laughs> population not only keep eating your shitty yeah. ass food in outsized proportions let me help you get your campbell's extra chunky ass self and order your shit from your couch right don't move you roll over get your iphone charger once a day roll back go your okay. back and on netflix that's what we're doing right now right i mean so i'm kind of worried about like this is going to lead to some other long-term problems mate like so what do we what were we doing before covid hit skinny pants slim pants i mean i got a whole bunch i've got 15 of them. I never, I haven't worn in eight months, right? <laughs> by the time we come back, I'm working on my Rob Kardashian body again, man. I'm going. I'm getting there, man. I'm going to meet him. <laughs> We're not going to be, it's good. I think the trends are going to change by the time we get back, June 221. I think we're going to be wearing, like, you know, Michael, that shit you used to make fun of Michael Jordan, that baggy stuff's coming back.
2: <laughs> Jordan jeans are back. We're, going back. we're going back to the 90s fat farm jeans and, and rock <laughs> aware.
1: <Rock-a-wear. laughs> oh, man. I mean, it, it's a scary thing that's going to happen, though, right? You, I mean, we're, unless we can, I mean, it's another side thing that we should kind of, somebody should get in that. Who or somebody, WHO, needs to get in, hey, we need to recalibrate our lifestyles if we're going to have this ease of commerce and all that. Just,
2: just a side point. Well, there, about, there's a... About, go, go ahead. ahead no no go ahead man. Nope. I, i've been cutting you off man this is this is teamwork <laughs> cut them cut them <laughs> all right so uh, to 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 tack on to you know the, the potential negative side is one brick and mortar starts to die yeah stores yeah but so i i think you know brick and mortar starts to die off small and medium business starts to die off the big boys are going to still have their in-store experience they need it they want it it's probably better on the margins but the small and medium guys start to die off, but what it does you open you, unfo- you not unfortunately, but you open up a new realm of jobs right and or increase the same it's not new, It's the same fulfillment jobs, but you're going to start seeing more and more fulfillment centers or warehouses popping up everywhere, yeah that. Add that layer because online shopping keeps on increasing and you see how Amazon places their warehouses strategically across the country. So does Walmart. You're going to start seeing more of these warehouses popping up where there's more demand of their goods and services. And you're going to see more warehouses, as we spoke earlier about Shopify, who's going to get into the fulfillment game, who are going to have warehouses that serve small and medium clients. And that's, you know, there's going to be jobs there until Amazon figures out figures out the robot delivery packaging system. There's going to be more jobs on that side of it. Now, those aren't they're not jobs are going to change the world, but they're going to offer employment. But they're at the same time potentially you're going to lose that brick and mortar experience from the result of increased e-commerce or online.
1: And I enjoy that to to an extent. So I know it's chaotic during Christmas time, but I love yeah, the sucks I love, but I love the colors and the festiveness of it. I love it. I love it. I go back when we're not going back this year, but every time, yeah. What made up's work. So when we go back, I love seeing it. Right? And I remember I was, I always go back to my little sports store in Rockford, Illinois. After when we hit that side of the family. I feel, like, and I feel like I
2: feel like I go put the violin like you just got the It's like. <laughs> no, but I was asking the childhood. dude. What's going on? <laughs> childhood, there was Chicago Bears gear everywhere. <laughs> now, but no I was asking to the dude. Different.
1: No, he sells everything, right? He sells everything at the store. And I was asking what the mall because we went back in August, not this year, but last year. And it was dead. The mall was dead. I said, so what's going on here? All the big stores are kind of leaving. He goes, now nah, they're they're offering us unique deals on how to stay so they're sharing space and sharing the cost between them and like what's that earring store see some Claire Claire's like he goes hey we're sharing this spot we're sharing the cost because they're allowing us to do that because malls are dying it's just going to be I don't know I'd rather have a mall than a warehouse I'm not a big mall guy but I don't want to see you. Fifty thousand. It's gonna be like post World War II Germany and shit for like the next ten years, right? I, I don't. Need, I don't need that. I need Windows. Well,
2: aren't the, are they saying? Aren't they saying that what's what's now replacing some of the brick and more more to stores and and it's more of experiential opportunities, right? Yeah. Man? And and that's more Clyde's world. Um, sports. Sports have been doing great.
1: Adidas, Nike, those stores like the big one, like Fifth Avenue Nike, like oh, yeah. dope. It's an experience. Yeah. Like yeah, so, you don't buy yeah, it. from there. Exactly. But it's expensive. Right. So how many of those can they really have? They're going to have concept stores.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. So you got to think about it this way. Right. Everything evolves over time. Um, Let's say 100 years ago, the post office in your town, Chi town, was one of the largest in the world, covered two full blocks, 2.3 million square feet, uh, probably employed a couple hundred thousand people. Um, those jobs went away. People pivoted to other things and, you know, eventually people moved on. Uh, I think the same thing is going to happen in this space, right? So malls are dying, but other things are going to become, uh, they are going to innovate. You talk about the experiential space. That's going to be critical because what you're going to now be able to do is for a lower cost, have a better experience. You don't have to warehouse and hold your goods and products in uh, many different locations. You can have these experiential stores, all over the country where people can try, touch, and feel your product and then get it shipped home. Uh so it's a better customer experience if you decide to go down the retail space. Or you can just go online and say, you know what, I tried on that shoe. Now I'm gonna get it delivered. Uh, so I think it just changes the way that we consume products. But I don't think it's gonna things are dying. Yes, the old way of um people shopping or you know the old mom and pop stores, some of them will have to evolve and innovate. But I think, you know, like they've done 100 years ago and 50 years ago and 30 years ago, they'll innovate because you think about those times where um, you had the mom and pop car dealer or person who was, you know, I'll take it back even further. You know, they didn't want to have Model Ts because the horses were wow yeah so then you nice, innovate man. it you, you uh, yeah do, you do always
2: figure on out. that one you figure that one yeah go, he, it's like he,
1: huh. he had to bring it home man he had to be missing
2: missing. it's you like looking in your vinyl collection <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so overall so overall you, people are just going to innovate i think they'll find a the space will <laughs> be innovative and one thing i'll leave you with before i let you guys take over is you know there are some major trends that's going to help out right you talk about jobs being lost but You know, people are going to be investing in new types of trends and technologies Mm -hmm. and skills that are going to be critical for this space. So on the e-commerce world, there are four pretty much main trends that are popping up. Um, Chat bots and AI will drive for the consumers, right? You'll have the ability to be smarter, customer service online. You'll need a lot less uh, support. Something that we are, if you have kids, you know, it's a major toy in the house right now, but um, voice search. Things like Alexa, Siri, uh, they're they're going to change the game in a couple of years. And you know, right now, those type of search tools are planning to grow by you know roughly two thousand percent in the next two years, uh, just because it's going to be making it, it's going to make it so much easier for people to consume products. Uh, you're going to say, "Hey, add Tide to the list, order Tide from Amazon." So it was smart uh, you know to create Alexa, create Siri, all these things because it's going to drive more uh, consumption. And then there's going to be experts who are going to be needing these different fields, right? Mm. Because we're not going into stores. We're not testing and filling a product. You're going to be the one to go online and say, you know, tell me the top thing about this, you know, skincare or whatever the case may be. So you'll, you'll dive into that. So you'll need experts in the field. And then the last piece is something that's coming. I don't think it's going to be soon, but drones, I think drones are going to have a big impact on the e-commerce world because, um, uh, you see the Amazon drone is working in very rural and small areas. And, um, right now it's projected to do roughly around $7 billion in the industry in the next two years. So it's definitely going to be out there. So those are some of the top trends that are coming. That's going to help drive the e-commerce world. And then people mm-hmm. will retrain and they'll have some jobs in, in this space.
2: You know, one to your to your to what you, the, those top four things that you mentioned. It's funny, Chatbots, They've been working on that damn thing for years, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. as, as as tech develops, like VR more, and AR too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Same shit. laughs> Chatbot, which it's now there. They're getting there because of the voice recognition side of it, and et cetera. So, one of the other things I want to add to it, and I want to see where the industry is going, and I've listened to other podcasts that kind of talk about the media industry is contextual commerce. Right. Whereas, you know, you're reading an article and you can purchase products that are mentioned in the article. It's available for you to use and it connects somewhere in the background. It connects to all the different, you know, you got the affiliate market, which, which Rakuten is where you can connect those products and services and you can purchase from anywhere. Right. Cause we right now we're looking at purchasing just from the retailer. Right from the Amazons, the Targets, there are the hardcore retailer. How can you start purchasing from wherever you search? And mm. one of the key key companies that is doing has been doing well on it, and, and companies have been trying it for years. Is uh, Buzzfeed? Buzzfeed mm. has been doing great at it, um, and hence why they also just purchased. I don't know. This is not the reason why. Of course, you know they're one of few publishers in the game right now who's actually growing. <laughs> you know they purchased uh, HuffPo recently. And, or they are purchasing whatever it is. Uh, but they've, they've looked at it and said, all right, years ago and said, you know, advertising isn't going to grow as, as much as we really wanted to. So let's look at a, another revenue stream and it was e-com, but it was going to be on contextual commerce. So that's another, I think, way of seeing what really happens and how people really do well and really can grow their business from an individual side with that side of the business. That made any sense?
0: No, I think yeah. that's dope. And i great. glad you brought up the, uh, HuffPo thing, HuffPo thing because um, contextual commerce is something that's very interesting that can kind of help support in the e-commerce side. I think that's a whole other topic, but I I just implore everyone and ask them to look up contextual commerce because I think we all have seen it um, and didn't really even know it. So yeah. I'll say check it out.
1: And whichever foster system that HuffPo belongs to, Dan, they've been in four or five different houses now. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, place, like, where, I was like, I was like, going works. with
2: <laughs> no, anyway, honestly, when you say when you say when you say what false is, this? I'm, like, I'm mm. like, man, you guys are good. I'm they like, keep finding new homes. Touche, <laughs> home. <laughs> touche. <touché. laughs> contextual, what did you
1: call it? Because I gotta Google the contextual contextual
2: what? commerce. It's it's All it's right. had it's had it. it's had a couple
0: lives already. Also, you tell me
1: how to trade it, and I look it. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: It simply as simply put, is basically buying. In context, so I got you. Uh, right. I'm I gonna look it up. You. All right, cool. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna dive deep into. I wanna see what's going on in this space. Right, see that play. It's
2: it's 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 new. It's still new to me it's,
0: especially. <laughs> but yeah, it's to it's you guys uh, as well
2: okay because because the companies have tried it. All the major publishers, media, uh, you know, dot coms have tried it, and it wields some okay results, but it's never wielded. You have to. It's a, it's a specialized strategy where you have to have writers forcibly mention products. <laughs> right. Oh, to okay. you, it has to be a part. It has to be you know for companies who are in that space. It has to be a part of the your 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 ideals that as you're writing, and you mention anything of the sort, or you're talking about anything of the topic that that is included, the products are included.
1: So like sponsored content kind of thing.
2: It's not sponsored content. Right? It's not
1: okay. Let me take a deep dive. I'll, I'll, I won't do this live on air. I'll, I'll take a deep dive and learn more about it. So it's something, it's, it's something
2: everybody should look at because. If okay. you notice how websites and companies have kind of dissipated or companies have been sold is because their revenue stream has not you know, has it grown or it's just being, you know, digital media is just, is a beast, but to maintain that kind of growth and maintain what we expect now in this world, like you advertising, is not going to be it? So you have to have another revenue stream and that's okay. where textual commerce comes in
0: Yep, or e com. So before we, before we close this one out, I want to just, see if there are any tips tricks or tools that we should think about from the black and brown perspective so are there any plays, right so immediately i think about a couple of things shippers as the e-commerce world is growing where is the shipping opportunity and is there a place for uh, you know the black and brown community to invest or um you know buy into businesses that can make a difference so i i think that's a great idea for people who are Thinking about how they can earn some money off of uh, e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Another one, which is uh, I want to highlight a a black a, a BB uh, a BBP, um, uh, <laughs> is a is a company is, is a company called PenDrop. PenDrop is a, is a company that um, it pretty much uses your voice as security for um, companies that you're calling into. So after you make your first first call, it recognizes your voice. And then they use it as a security as a security piece for um all future calls and you know if you're calling a return or something, getting customer service, look up your account. So I think that's something dope. But there's major opportunities out there, and that's one I wanted to bring up. I think I think you know, I'm gonna tackle on jump on, tackle.
2: Uh another opportunity is what we mentioned already, is the fulfillment center. Mm-hmm. Right. You do not, you know, putting a warehouse in New Jersey, New York might be caught, might be, might not be the smartest thing in the world. But put in a warehouse in Kansas, yeah, or mid country, and you can set up your numbers where you can kind of work for small businesses, and you can help out some large ones as well. to To get those deals and have an online uh, distribution uh, distribution platform, you can work with multiple companies out here, or work with the Shopify's and help out with distribution. That's an opportunity because is it. Was it years ago? It, was in, it wasn't Budweiser, but it was, I think it might have been, who's, who's, on, who's the owner of Miller, the, the bear?
0: Miller, of course.
2: Yeah, I think they had a program where they worked with minority uh, business owners who create their own warehouse and they could hold, create their own distribution center of their, of the of You talked about business. this. Yeah. yeah several years that. ago. And, you know, it's not cheap. You were involved, right? You got well, involved. I, I was looking into trying to trying to trying to work with a couple people to to see how we can open up our own uh, distribution center. And you're not you're not beholden to just their products, right? You mm. can sector off a portion of your warehouse or just your center for other goods and services. And and with the increase in need of truck drivers to 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 move these goods, you're going to have an opportunity on that side.
0: Wow. All right. So, you know, this has been our episode episode around e-commerce space, what's going on in the world of uh, online shopping and everything that goes along with it. Tony Shea was an inspiration, uh, founder of Zappos, of this episode. And, you know, before we close out, we wanted to spend some time uh, talking about our whiskey of the day, which is Booker's Bourbon. Um, What do you think, fellas? First things
2: first. I love it. You better let you better let this thing breathe it's like a fine wine man i'm it's not saying it's a fine man. wine but you gotta let it breathe because it's hot and it, like it's a it's a it's a, it's a good p- gut punch when you, if you it's
1: sexy it. though right it's sexy i forgot about this guy right. i forgot <laughs> about this bottle <laughs> no because you know how you know how it reminded me well, just gonna leave I'm
2: that right there. there
1: no i'm just gonna like uh, it's it's um i had gifted it to somebody during a and i saw it them drinking from it during a zoom call over the thanksgiving holiday i'm like oh I remember that bottle that bottle mm-hmm. hot. it's a good just I mean there's a close friend obviously because uh you know kind of pricey and they gave me more than an hour heads up that it's you know their birthday I was Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> back then, but it's it's um it's pricey but man it's such a it's it has everything everything AG you and I talk about this. we only drink a few things water coffee scotch wine it's got them all <laughs> it's got everything and it. it's got coffee in there, vanilla, which I love that flavor. So it's a cemented, it's, it comes in light and it pops in the middle of your mouth and then it f- goes down smooth. It's just, it's it's dope. I like it. I like the way it sits.
0: And one of the things that stood out to me was this is a part of the Jim Beam uh, small yeah. batch collection. So it's like <laughs> unfiltered, uncut, it's straight from the barrel. So um, the vanilla flavor, the smoky vanilla uh, really stood out to me. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. You know, the bottle was pretty cool. It's almost like a wine bottle. Um, yeah. so that's one of the things that stood out to me, but I thought it was pretty good and I definitely recommend it. You say it's pricey. It's, it's not crazy pricey. It's like, you can get it between anywhere between 120 and one, uh, 130. Um, for What's a seven fifty, the guy who has in the state, you got to remember, okay, There's no, it's no four roses, but it'll do. It's, it's no proper twelve. What are you talking about? Proper, proper <laughs> yeah.
1: comes in a box. <laughs> <laughs> box. Oh, it's, nice. a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a go-to. I mean, it's good. I forgot about it. Completely forgot about it because it's, it's not available in most places, right? So, um, I'm, I have to definitely put this back in our arsenal. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Let's get uh, it. All we right. We gotta cover some current events, man. But we all gotta right. cover some current Real events, quick. right? All right. Let's hit it. All right, man. So, um, like you said, you know, COVID restrictions. Uh, nobody got popped at a Walmart for getting a $5 TV this year. Um, <laughs> that's a good thing. Nate Robinson. Ooh. Talking shit. Oh, talking shit. He got his ass knocked out like Apollo oh, Creed. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm Love saying? It. So much. Um, I know that was that was crazy. I'm mean, like, I wouldn't mind if he didn't. But Jake Paul, this guy, I think this dude, I think he's trying to become like a legitimate boxer. I don't know much about them. I guess there's two of them. There's twins. Right. But they're huge Internet stars, apparently. Yeah. And this dude's box. He's had a couple of fights and he can fight. This is a second. Oh, fight. It was a second fight. OK, Look,
2: I say this all the time about fighting sports and people, you know, I tell people who, if you never if you never had a competed in like a fighting sport, combat sport, some kind of so, anything of the sort. You can't play around in fighting sports. There's no, like, you will get your ass. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially for someone, someone could be garbage in, in pro boxing, but if you meet them and you've never boxed before, you'll get your butt whooped. You so got knocked like, the Chris Tucker you out. out. <laughs> you can't <laughs> not play around in fighting sports where people who yeah. have been training for years, they're doing it. Or a year, I mean, or two years.
1: The memes about it. It was crazy. All right. I'm gonna go to one more thing, man. Thank God for Zoom, right? We all weren't able to travel that much this last holiday, this first holiday of the big two. And um this Thanksgiving, we had four generations on Zoom across four or five states and one in Punjab area where my family's from in New India. Man, it's like nice. looking at the it was nice, you know. Four generations elder to like these young grandkids to some of these and great gankers to some some couple of them on there. Um it was nice, man. Looking at these younger, younger kids, growing cousins now growing up, just so proud of all of them becoming uber successful. And the ones in close proximity growing up, I'd stop by to check on them. They were young, probably wondering why this creepy-ass old dude's coming by, because I, I cared. I cared, and I wanted to drop some enough helpful nuggets of advice whenever I could, and I tried. Um, and I'm going to throw to you guys, man. Uh, to you both, right? We haven't been able to see each other for like a while, and wow, we've been hanging out yeah. with people in our neighborhood, right? And we used, to, we used to go at Clyde's Place and do this, and now we're doing it through... Our sponsor, well, let them sponsor us. Then I'll mention their name, Howard <laughs> <laughs> Um, You know, this podcast, it's provided a sense of normalcy for me, man. Yep. I, for you guys, too. Once a week, we get on, catch up, share some laughs, discuss the topic of the day, and drink some whiskey. And that's the favorite things I like to do, man. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It. I mean, it's been good. This is
1: making me teary eye <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, stop, I gotta, stop teasing, Jermaine. <laughs> Tito, <laughs> give me a tissue.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, hilarious. Uh, so before we close out, I want to talk about the uh, shit you should know. Right. Let's go. Who got one? Oh, listen, got let me one? Get, I got a bunch, but you me. go
2: ahead if you want.
1: Hey, no, you
0: got
2: you. it. Since we talked about e-commerce, and we're letting our listeners know, I think people, when you come up with your own commerce shop, when everybody wants to sell stuff, one of the things to be to look out for in the near future is the the enforcement of nexus laws. Right, and nexus laws are pretty much the sales tax, almost like a sales tax of how e-commerce moves across state lines. And awesome. some states have it, some states don't, some states don't enforce it either. So, if you're buying something in New Jersey, out of from the state of Ohio, there there there's transaction lines that you have to to be aware of. Some companies escape them; they're not really enforcing them. And some states, like New York, is starting to really pick up on it. So. As this industry continues to grow, pay attention to that.
1: You guys give me a bunch of things to Google after the show, man. Right, like this. right, right, right. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Although, what you got? Right, I'm going to give two, right? Queen's Gambit. I don't know uh-huh. if you've seen this on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it. So my favorite two sports come to consume: NBA and NFL. I'm going to show you how they lay in, right? With the NFL by far being my favorite, as you both know, chess is a game where you have your squad, your team, playing offense and defense at the same time similar to the NBA. But you have eight spots, two rows, 16 pieces across the board in chess, a bit more than an NFL team, which is 11, and use wits and strategy to play moves, counter moves, at least three to four plays forward, which is similar to like trying to get that first down in an NFL. right? So I love it. The small board, similar to a field, use discrete strategy to battle to hopefully come out victorious. I love it. This series i think it's like seven episodes queen's gamut on yep. netflix it's it so dope and they went into the intricacies and i was like i'm trying to teach my cat chess cause I, chess because i'm I, hey i think it's something that could be useful a logistical standpoint and strategy i didn't want to show them that show it's a little dark in some spots right some drinking <laughs> some drink issues yeah you know, liquor issues and all That's that something alcohol there's still no mean, some drinking a lot but you know <laughs> but it was just so it, they made you I'm, I'm sure like i'm a chess fan but i don't know if like people who aren't could get into it i'm sure they could they told a beautiful story did you
2: guys was see it? Yeah, it was a great series. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, well done. And one more shout out, man. So these people are going to be partnering with them down the line. Um, you, you, we all know Fordham Private Equity Venture Club, Venture Cap Club of Neath Jay Munya. The um, shout out to them. They've kindly begun sharing our episodes with their phenomenal membership. So note to self: let's clean up our language, fellas, <laughs> because <laughs> these are MBA students and above. So we. I'm trying appreciate to appreciate that in a world
2: that is accepting of me
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah man so that's great that's great there's two a couple of things really fast I did want to highlight that this month November we had in the Dow had the the best month of monthly performance of 11.8 percent growth since January 1987 I just wanted to highlight that because that's just showing that the market is coming back and I think as of today uh which is the first December we may have reached the all-time high on the, on the on the, um, on the market uh which is something that is just amazing considering. How pretty much the the sky was falling in March just a couple of months sky. ago. Sky uh, still falling. Sky is still <laughs> falling, but you know not as much. Uh, another thing I want to I want to highlight so you should know is that BlackBerry. You remember that? <laughs> oh, don't call it a comeback. No, <laughs> it's they make they making uh, the comeback. Yeah. The, the and stock, now? the device, the stock, the stock skyrocketed thirty five percent. Uh two dollars. So what'd you get? <laughs> what'd you get? <laughs> Come on, you're still in my thunder. You still in my thunder. Yeah, no, no, no. They skyrocket uh thirty five percent or two dollars. They went up. Um because
1: Oh, is it's legitimately two dollars? So it was like four before, so it went up to six? What are you saying?
0: Yep, yep. Exactly. That's hilarious. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <yep>. <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, know. so essentially AWS did a deal to integrate sensor data into vehicles. So they're trying to pivot into how Blackberry is going to be into uh, into cars and vehicles that's and life. they did a partnership with AWS so that's one that was that's, that was news to me um, they may have something there I would just say that's shit you should know so
1: that's the tech side so that's the tech they kept because they sold a portion of the phone off to okay. Google and then oh, Google killed it, it right they stayed yep. on the software they moved us
0: off gotcha okay cool man that's nice so this has been another episode of the Whiskey Hue Uh, ladies and gentlemen I think it's been a good one thanks for your time make sure you listen to us on all platforms and make sure you rate us peace